Chapter 1 My Best Friend Shops for Wedding Dresses My nightmare started like this I was standing on a deserted street in some little beach town It was middle of the night a storm was blowing wind and rain ripped at the palm trees along the sidewalk pink and yellow stucco buildings lined the street their windows boarded up A block away past a line of hibiscus bushes the ocean churned Florida I thought though I wasn't sure how I knew that I'd never been to Florida Then I heard hooves clattering against the pavement I turned and saw my friend Groover running for his life Yeah I said hooves Groover is a satyr from the waist up he looks like a typical gap gangly teenager with a peach fuzz goatee and a bad case of acne he walks with a strange limp but unless you happen to catch him without his trousers on which i do not recommend you'd never know there was anything unusual about him baggy jeans and fake feet hide the fact that he's got furry hindquarter and hooves Groover had been my best friend in 6th grade. He'd gone on this adventure with me and a girl named Annabeth to save the world. But I hadn't seen him since last July when he set off alone on a dangerous quest. A quest no satyr had ever returned from. Anyway, in my dream Groover was hauling goat tail, holding his human shoes in his hands. the way he does when he needs to move faster he clopped past the little tourist shops and surfboard and surfboard rental places the wind bent the palm trees almost to the ground groover was terrified of something behind him he must have just come from the beach wet sand was caked in his fur he'd escaped from somewhere He was trying to get away from something. A bone rattling growl cut through the storm. Behind Groover at the far end of the block a shadowy figure loomed. It swatted aside a street lamp which burst in a shower of sparks. Groover stumbled, whimpering in fear. He muttered to himself, "Have to get away. Have to warn them." I couldn't see what was chasing him but I could hear it muttering and cursing. I the ground shook as it got closer. Mover dashed around a street corner and faltered. He ran into a dead end. Courtyard full of shops. No time to back up. The nearest door had been blown open by the storm. The sign above the darkened display window read Saint Augustine Bridal Boutique Groover dashed inside he dived behind a rack of wedding dresses the monster's shadow passed in front of the shop i could smell the thing a sickening combination of wet sheep wool and rotten meat and that weird sour body odor only monsters have like a skunk that's been living off mexican food Groover trembled behind the wedding dresses the monster's shadow passed on silence except for the rain
Groover took a deep breath. Maybe the thing was gone. Then lightning flashed. The entire front row of the store exploded. And a monstrous voice bellowed. Mine! I sat bolt upright, shivering in my bed. There was no storm, no monster. Morning sunlight filtered through my bedroom window. I thought I saw a shadow flicker across the glass. A human-like shape. But then there was a knock on my bedroom door. My mom called. Percy, you're going to be late. And the shadow at the window disappeared. It must have been my imagination. A fifth-story window with a rickety fire with a rickety old fire escape. Then there could have there couldn't have been anyone out there. Come on, dear, my mother called again. Last day of school. You should be excited. You've almost made it. Coming I managed. I felt under my pillow. My fingers closed reassur- reassuringly and around the ballpoint pen I always slept with. I brought it out and studied the ancient Greek writing engraved on the side. Anaklosmos, Riptide. I thought about uncapping it, but something held me back. I hadn't used Riptide for so long. Besides, my mom had made me promise not to use deadly weapons in the apartment. After I had swung a javelin the wrong way and taken out her china cabinet. I put anaclosmos on my nightstand and dragged myself out of bed. I got dressed as quickly as I could. I tried not to think about my nightmare or monsters or the shadow at my window. Have to get away. Have to warn them. What had Groover meant? I made a three-fingered claw over my heart and pushed outwards. An ancient gesture Groover had once taught me for warding off evil. The dream couldn't have been real. Last day of school, my mom was right. I should have been excited. For the first time in my life, I'd almost made it an entire year without getting expelled. No weird accidents, no fights in the classroom. No teachers turning into monsters and trying to kill me with poisoned cafeteria food or exploding homework. Tomorrow, I'd be on my way to the favorite place in the world, Camp Half-Blood. Only one more day to go. Surely, even I couldn't mess that up. As usual, I didn't know How wrong I was. My mom made blue waffles with blue eggs for breakfast. She's funny that way. Celebrating special occasions with blue food. I think it's her way of saying anything is possible. Percy can pass 7th grade. Waffles can be blue. Little miracles like that. I ate at the kitchen table with my mom. Washed as my mom washed dishes. She was dressed in her work uniform, a starry blue skirt and a red and white striped blouse. 
she wore to sell candy at Sweet on America. Her long brown hair was pulled back in a ponytail. The waffles tasted great, but I guess I wasn't digging in like I usually did. My mom looked over and frowned. Percy, are you alright? Yeah, fine. But she could tell when something was bothering me. She dried her hands and sat down across from me. School or... She didn't have to finish. I knew what she was asking. I think Gru was in trouble, I said. And I told her about my dream. She pursed her lips. We didn't talk much about the other part of my life. We tried to live as normally as possible. But my mom knew all about Groover. I wouldn't be too worried, dear, she said. Groover is a big satyr now. If there were a problem, I'm sure he would have heard from, from camp. Her shoulders tense as she said the word camp. What is it? I asked. Nothing, she said. I'll tell you what. This afternoon, we'll celebrate the end of school. I'll take you and Tyson to Rockefeller Center, to that skateboard shop you like. Oh man, that was tempting. We were always struggling with money. Between my mom's night classes and my private school tuition, we could never afford to do special stuff like shop for a skateboard. But something in her voice bothered me. Wait a minute, I said. I thought we were packing me for camp tonight. She twisted her dishcloth. Ah, dear, about that. I got a message from Sharon last night. My heart sank. Sharon was the activities director at Camp Half-Blood. He wouldn't contact us unless... Something was seriously wrong. What did he say? He thinks it might not be safe for you to come to camp just yet. We might have to postpone. Postpone? Mom, how could it not be safe? I'm a half-blood. It's like the only safe place on earth for me. Usually, dear, but with the problems they are having. What problems? Percy, I'm very, very sorry. I was hoping to talk to you about it this afternoon. I can't explain it all now. I'm not even sure Sharon can. Everything happened so suddenly. My mind was reeling. How could I not go to camp? I wanted to ask a million questions. But just then, the kitchen clock chimed the half hour. My mom looked almost relieved. 7.30, dear. You should go. Tyson will be waiting. But Percy will talk this afternoon. Go on to school. That was the last thing I wanted to do. But my mom had this fragile look in her eyes. A kind of warning, like if I pushed her too hard, she'd start to cry. Besides, she was right about my friend Tyson. I had to meet him at the subway station on time or he'd get upset. He was scared of travelling underground alone. I gathered up my stuff but I stopped in the doorway. Mom, this problem at camp, does, does it 
could it have anything to do with the dream about Groover? She wouldn't meet my eyes. We'll talk this afternoon, dear. I'll explain as much as I can. Reluctantly, I told her goodbye. I jogged downstairs to catch the number two train. I didn't know how. I didn't know it at the time. But my mom and I would never get to have our afternoon talk. In fact, I wouldn't be seeing home for a long, long time. As I stepped outside, I glanced at my brown at the brownstone building across the street. Just for a second, I saw a dark, sil a dark shape in the morning sunlight. A human sil silhouette against the brick wall, a shadow that belonged to no one. Then it rippled and vanished.